a bush baby? Well, we'll have to see about that. Welcome to the Science Fiction Rating System. My name is Alex Humphrey, and you are listening to the podcast that attempts to rank every science fiction film ever made from one to infinity until we die or they run out of films, I don't know. Uh, And I am joined by Chris Redding. Hello. Hello. And Sam Draper. Hello. How are we all? We good? Yeah, I am good. Good. Busy, busy. Good, Good. Yes, yeah. Chris has been late. He was delayed. I'm sure he's just been... Was it work, Chris? Was it... Work-related. Work-related. Is there any stardust to twinkle on us? Um, no, not yet. No, okay. <laughs> just well, I met work. Bob Mortimer the other night. <laughs> oh, okay. Was he mm. nice? Very nice, very nice guy. Bob Mortimer. You met who? That's a good one. He's got a new oh, show wow. with uh, Paul Whitehouse oh, cool. where they just sit fish, fish, uh, sit and fish like uh, the trip type oh. style show. Oh. Okay, <laughs> cool. Oh, nice. And, uh, they did a little screening and uh, there was little drinks that I crashed. Did you, did you ask him what his favourite science fiction film was? Ah. I didn't. Ugh. I don't think he did. Into it. He does a he does a podcast about football. I don't think he's that sort of chap. Hmm. Um. Anyway, well, the reason we're here today is uh, for 2001: A Space Odyssey, uh, 1968. So obviously, it's been back in the cinemas recently uh, for its uh, little anniversary. Oh. Some beers opening quite savagely there there. (laughs) in the background, getting ready. Um, The other reason we're here is because this was a a guest selection uh, from Matt Fitch, uh, who is the co-writer of uh, Apollo, uh, out now by Self Made Hero, which is a graphic novel about the Apollo uh, moon landings in uh, 1969. It's very good. I've read it. It's very, very good. It's uh, a lot of facts, but it's a bit abstract as well. Um, So I'm going to start by reading... Uh, what he what he said, what he sent to us, why he selected it. Uh, so, released the year before the Apollo 11 moon landing, 2001 A Space Odyssey still feels fresh today. From the famous and admittedly quite hard to sit through 20-minute opening to the mind-bending Stargate sequence, the granddaddy of cerebral sci-fi films is, for my money, Kubrick's masterpiece. I first saw it late white night on an old 14-inch TV as a student, and even then the sheer cinematic scale of it blew me away. You can feel 2001's influence across the subsequent science fiction landscape and its definite present in Apollo, which is their book. Apparently, after a shaky opening weekend, the film was remarked as the ultimate trip to a psychedelic youth culture audience, and our take on the lunar landings is also imbued with a certain trippiness. There's even a direct reference to the movie in a piece of dialogue. 50 years since its release and 17 beyond the year in which it's set, 2001 A Space Odyssey is still the definitive sci-fi movie. Pan Am may be long gone, but Kubrick's genius lives on. So that's why we're here. Nice. Yeah. So there you go. So mm. I've kind of set. He should. He should yeah, write that, that trailer. Prepared, it wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. That was prepared. That Very was professional. Yeah. I've nice kind of Pan Am. Yeah. Moment. Good Pan Am reference. Yeah. I, I kind of split the film up into sections, mm-hmm. four of which are the official sections of the film, and one of okay. which I've just thrown in for pacing. Hmm. But um, the first part. <laughs> you thought this film needed an extra section. I. I, te- I do, <laughs> yeah. I'll argue why. We'll get to that section and I'll say why I feel, yeah. Be- before you start, Alex, a um, little bit oh, of, yeah. uh, you mentioned an old TV there. I'll just drop a little bit of old TV trivia. I was talking to my dad about 2001 and he said that when they first showed it on TV, like in the 80s or whatever, um, obviously TVs were mm. four th- by mm. three then, not widescreen. And he said they showed it in letterbox, but they had Ooh. like a star field. <laughs> 
permanently on the screen in the wow. in the black spaces either that side of it. He like said that he's like he's got this memory of it being so distracting. Yeah. No, see, it just looks awful because like, it just looked like it was like a really like distracting big star star field. So all the yeah. shots that weren't in space oh looked ridiculous because it just got stars on the side of it. But I thought, no, that's just a, you know, it doesn't happen anymore, does it? It's an old it's TV. A thing. Sort when of it came thing. back in the cinemas, <laughs> they didn't say we're going to show it that way. They didn't do <laughs> As that. Kubrick intended it, yeah. you've got this crappy star field around the edge. Well, now they do like on 3D films. Yeah. Sometimes they have the objects going over the letterbox, don't they? Mm. It causes yeah. a lot of problems, nice though. Yeah. That does. Ghostbusters did that. Yeah, it causes those a a projection problem. Well, if the projectionist doesn't know. Yes, yeah. And also, I mean, with Ghostbusters, because it's 30 minutes before that effect happens, so you'd be sitting in a cinema Mm. going, why are there these huge black lines at the top of the bottom of this screen? Mm. (laughs) But, yeah. Anyway, (laughs) back to, quite far, the dawn of man, uh, which is where 2001 opened. So, um, Chris, I know you're more of a fan of 2001, what is your take? What do you think of the beginning of 2001? Because it's quite a brave opening for a science fiction film. Yeah, I love it. I love it. It's big in scope. It's it's um, it's great. I just, last time before this week I watched this, I was on a really long flight. So it really, it worked <laughs> brilliantly. And do you um, think like it works quite, do you think <laughs> it works having that opening where it's like zero dialogue? It's like 25 minutes yeah, without any speaking. It's like what am I watching? Yeah, yeah, and I like the big ideas. Yes, it's good because for those anyone who doesn't hasn't seen two thousand one, so the opening set at the dawn of time, we've got these. Uh, I can't pronounce what they're called, but they are uh, they're kind of early man, aren't they? They're apes, ape, Australio, Australopithecine. Thank you, Chris. Australopithecine. So yeah. they're all monkeying around, and uh, you just see their life, don't you? See them interacting and all that stuff, and then suddenly. The monolith appears, and uh, it kind of in it kind of enrages them, and it kind of pushes them towards their discovery of their of mm-hmm. the first uh, kind of weapon, basically, isn't it? And, and Sam, we know you're not a fan. How, do you buy that beginning? Are you okay with that beginning of the film? Uh, it's all right. It goes on too long, doesn't it? Does it? It sets it. No, you don't need all that mm-hmm. monkeying around. You don't literally. think it sets it up uh-huh. well? Um, it's all right. I like I like the first shot. I like the you know I love the bit the um, slow motion in banging the bones and stuff. And yeah, look, we've got a tool like that. Monolith's all right. I just it just goes on too long, doesn't it? it and I mean, cinematography is lovely at the start. I mean, it's not. This isn't the problem. No. I've, you know, I don't hate this bit of the film at all. This film I, it was fine. It was fine. Yeah. Um, bit of trivia as well. Mm. That monolith. You know, that's like the very last oh, yeah. thing they decided on for that alien. What was like a person? Oh. They went through loads of like concepts of like a very like skeleton like greyish looking alien, oh, and God. they wanted an actual alien. And then uh, uh, Kubrick said that you mm. can't imagine um, you can't yeah, imagine yeah. things that you can't imagine. If you know what yeah. I mean, like that's not that's not the quote, but like that, like you need something that you're not going yeah, to get to right. Black monolith. He is right. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, he's right. Sam, yeah. this isn't yeah. the bit you have a problem with. Do you think it's okay? But you think it's too long? The beginning. I think the slow pacing is just the language it uses. Mm. The film, and I think it. it it this, works. This, yeah, the slow pacing works for the first hour, okay. in okay. my opinion. But well, anyway, I love how the bone, t- how no the bone turns into like a satellite. <laughs> well, exactly, yes. And I, I've got a yes, tribute here. Nice. A lot of yeah, people really think like. that is a satellite, because you've got that amazing no, it's an orbital cut. missiles platform or something. Indeed, Chris, it is an orbital nuclear warhead. So what he's kind of saying is that you're going from the first weapon to kind of the ultimate weapon. 
And did you know as well that one of the uh, the original ending was that the Star Child spoilers, but was going to detonate? There'd be loads of these orbiting nuclear things around the Earth, and he would blow them all up, thus kind of freeing mankind from nuclear dominance. But that's well, but to Kubrick, me that's quite telling. Well, he he didn't want to do that, that because he thought it was too oh, much sorry. like Doctor Strange Love to have a load of big nuclear explosions. Um. But he didn't think that, like, perhaps it was a little bit well, too obvious a subject. I, I think, I just think, yeah. But anyway, a lot of people problem. think, yeah, so you've got that amazing jump cut, probably the biggest time jump cut. And then we're into part two, uh, which it doesn't have a title card, uh, part two, uh, but it is officially dubbed by Kubrick, not me. This is an official one. TMA1, which stands for Tycho Magnetic Anomaly. Uh, and it's basically, we are now, basically, we've gone from early dawn of man, now we're in space. And a lot of this stuff, a lot of these, mm. uh, there's amazing sequences of spaceships, of spaceports, inside spaceships, outside spaceships, lots of classical music. This is kind of the stuff that a lot of people, when they think of 2001, this is kind of what they think of as uh, as the film. Yeah, so Sam, the come on So what, what, you think this is the best bit of the whole film? This is this is the whole, this is where the film should stop. I love all them going, the procedural stuff going to space. It's amazing. Like Pan Am stuff. The old the, the Skype, yeah. it, it still looks really good today. Like it all works, all very clear, and you can tell yeah. they pre-produced this film forever because mm. there's such attention to detail. And it's beautiful. I mean, it really it's like, apart from the kind wonderful. of knobs and buttons, they've kind of got a lot of it right, haven't they? It really looks like it looks like what yeah, we would yeah, use totally. or what is it looks usable, doesn't it? Well, you're talking as if this stuff exists yeah, massively. What, what do you mean? Well, no, it doesn't. Well, no, but some stuff like this exists, doesn't it? Well, like the Skype on the back, you know, the the, the TVs in the back of the oh, chairs, see, right. stuff like that. That's all stuff. Yeah, yeah, video phones. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. got all that yeah. right. No, spaceships don't exist, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. thanks. <laughs> just needed to clear that one up. <laughs> yes, yes, thank you. Just in, just in case, yeah. <laughs> the payphone was good. Yes, when he calls, that's my bush baby. Quote. Yeah. I like how they linger on that. Um, yeah. The call cost a dollar fifty. I guess that was extravagant at the time, wasn't it? So they linger on that. In some ways, it's kind of flipped like, okay, because whatever. it's also meaningful in the sense of they must have readjusted their uh, currency. Ooh, now. I wonder. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like it might have been expensive then, but now, yeah, we'd accept that they've readjusted yeah. their currency. Yeah. The, the, or it's just cheap. Yeah. <laughs> it's just cheap. Yeah. Yeah. The special effects took <laughs> eighteen months at a cost of six point five million. And the total budget was ten point five million, uh, mm. and the space station five model was seven foot across. It was found a few years later after the film was made, discarded in an English field with wild grass growing over it, rapidly decaying, rapidly decaying over its uh, grass growing over its surface. The model was destroyed by vandals a few days Sorry later. Sorry about that. Sadly, it was oh, it was built by a boat maker. I mean, it it's incredible. Really yeah, it all sorts though, of crass people. Yeah, and I think I mean I personally I think yeah. It, it, all this procedural stuff, I think, is where it is just... I think it's a masterstroke of the film, the pacing and the procedural thing, because it's almost so mundane and so everyday. Mm. So you're sitting there and you've got this amazing yeah. kind of um, juxtaposition of something that is so mundane and boring as being on a flight going somewhere mm. and having a stewardess grab your pen. Yeah. But it's a pen in space. It's a toilet in space. It's space food. But when they're in the, you know, that seating area where the, the uh, floor curves away... Oh, yeah. Like it's just incredible, like set design. Yeah. Mm. Mm. And also, like he's basically like inventing a new language. Oh yeah. Because all this stuff, 
you know, it, this is yeah, Star Trek. Because science fiction before this was a load of bollocks, like, really, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, just yeah, like, like slime, um, slime monsters like and Doctor Who villains, isn't it? Yeah. The, uh, if, if you go on IMDb, yeah. they've got the entire instructions for the, uh, the zero-gravity toilet, by the way. You can read... Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, so you can get that. There's a sono shower. It says, uh, to use the sono shower, first undress and place all your clothes in the clothes rack. Put on the Velcro slippers located in the cabinet immediately below into the shower. On the control button to your upper right, upon entering, you will see a shower seal button. Press to activate. A green light will be illuminated immediately below. On the intensity knob, select the desired setting. Now depress the sono vac activity lever. Bathe normally. So, yeah. But he said that was a joke. He did admit that all the that <laughs> um, toilet in space thing was a gag. But it is all written on it. What... While on this section as well, this has got my favourite shot in the whole film, which is the woman mm, yeah. the hostess taking the tray on yeah, the yeah, yeah. and rotating. And that doesn't make any top. sense on that. On which that I think is really good ship, does it? Because that one doesn't even spin, does it? On that ship, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's true, actually. Yeah, does she have like Velcro shoes or something? Oh, no, yeah. it isn't. Yeah, they have got. They've all got grips on their shoes. You see they a very big close up of yeah. of that. Yeah. yeah, she's going yeah. into the pilots, isn't she? That's what she's going to. It's a bit later on, isn't it? It's when they, it's when she's it's when yeah. they're jetted off with the bloke yeah. to, to go to the, to the, the site, the, isn't it? So she's yeah, in the yeah. actual the section. In the is... Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Oh, and also, sorry, one other bit about that. Um, you know, like they filmed it with the camera. Yeah. The camera's turning. She's not obviously. Um, if you right at the end, you see her like like stumble. Like she gets. If you if you look for it, you can tell that it's like not. It, oh, it breaks the illusion just for like a half a second. But you have to be yeah. told. You only if you're told about it. You it's funny that yeah. in this section, the bit I never liked was when he has a chat to the Russian scientists to um, what's it, the the guy from Regional Perrin, him. Yes, him. And I never really no, liked that bit. But watching it this time, I actually quite like that bit because again, it's quite odd, and you are at this point really just wondering what the fuck is going on, and it's kind of all the kind of again they're really polite and they're very like kind of. You know, like you know, they don't really talk about it, and they kind of skirt around the subject, and then kind of next yeah. thing you know, you're in this big meeting. I think where they're discussing. Mm. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. I think it's a really clever scene because they're Russians, aren't they? So, like in a minute, it, mm. it's told you the whole history about you know yeah. the yeah. Cold War's end, and then the next thing were off, and then you're in the base, and you, you know, and they're admitting that they're hiding the you know they they found the monolith again on the moon base. They're hiding it from mm. everyone. They don't want people to panic. You know, like mm. you, the kind of the but plot Kubrick... just kind of surges up at this point, doesn't it? The the orbital uh, rocket, yeah. the orbital uh, nuke launcher, mm. has got a German flag on it. Oh, okay. So, what's <laughs> Kubrick saying? I don't know. Yeah. So everyone's agreement that at this point still, it's a great <laughs> film. We're all still loving it. It's great. Great. Brilliant. It, it yeah. looked good though, didn't it? I mean, I, I saw uh, I think incredible. a Blu-ray version of it and it looked really, really good. They still they hold up, they don't they? The effects still if hold up. If you ever up. go on a... Untested, uh, uh, Adam Savage has gone to town on making them spacesuits. <laughs> oh, wow. Where, where they go cool. and have a sandwich. You know, they've got little sandwich boxes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then they, they oh, yeah. uh, he'd made two of them, and him and Chris Hatfield wore them at Comic Con. Oh, wow. <laughs> and they even had the sandwich boxes. And it has, it even had like a water, like cooling system <laughs> in it. It's mad oh, cool. because they, otherwise they were just burning up. Right. <laughs> yeah. The, the other kind of, I guess, the end of this section is the they head to the monolith, and uh, yeah. so we see it again, and we're kind of tipped off that something's going to happen, and then you get yeah. that music as the kind of resident music um, link. Oh, I love that music. It, well, I was going to say, yeah, mu- both having having Legati, scored a film Legati? and had a film scored. 
what do we think of the music of the film, Sam and Chris here? Brilliant. Yeah. Uh, okay. br- brilliant, mm. but you needed more cues. Like he uses that leg- that legati bit. The voice is really good, but he uses it like. Mm. F- I kind of like, like how it goes times. sparse yeah. and like conversational mm. though. Well, like when they're on the space station and they're just there doing like businessy type things, and it makes it very empty and sparse yeah. and not having any cues. I really like that because it it makes it normal. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean the music is its own character, isn't it? It's uh, mm. well, yeah, well, yeah, because like space is silent. Um, mm. Human life is like procedural, and then. Like the yeah, events, yeah. the plot is yeah, the music, yeah. isn't it? Really, yeah. That's it's kind what, of the yeah, it's the on. emotion where it's the one like the <laughs> oh my god, yeah, yeah. Ali- aliens. Mm. You just needed uh, more. I, I mean, it's, it. that that kind of weird <laughs> chattering, whispering, kind of almost mm. religious, angelic but horrific music is pretty scary. It's a great bit of, it's a great use. Yeah, it works really, really well. Oh, yeah, it's great music. Um, yeah, yeah. So part three again. This is Kubrick's parts. Jupiter mission. We're suddenly eighteen months later, and uh, we're on the ship. We've got new characters now. Doctor Floyd, who was like basically seemed to be the only character in the film, uh, who was the one heading up the, uh, the the kind of investigation into the monolith. He's disappeared, uh, and we've got two new two new characters, Dave and Frank, and they're on aboard a ship, and uh, and they've got Hal, obviously the robot, um, and I think it's a really clever bit of. Uh, a really clever thing to do to have this random BBC 12 show, which basically just tells you everything, but makes complete sense why they would watch yeah. it. Because that is kind of what astronauts mm. do, isn't it? That like is kind of, you know, there's a lot of things, even these days, but especially back then, you'd get these little kind of everyone to gather on the TV and they'd talk to the, the Apollo, you know, astronauts or whoever it is. Mm. It's, it's, I don't know if, they, I guess they preempted that really in a way, didn't they? That mm. kind of idea. Mm. Well, if you think about it, like this is, mm. it's around the time of the moon landing, isn't it? And they'd, they'd already had like this, they were still already televising bits of it's that. It's the last movie that, so made about men on the moon before era, it happened it? in real life. And that's why there are so many conspiracy theories yeah. about that basically mm. like Kubrick's, yeah. it's all staged and they got yeah. Kubrick and, oh, God. <laughs> Totally. Oh, here we Seriously, go. come on now. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need to have oh, this dear. talk, do we? <laughs> This could be when the whole podcast no, no, no. ends. Yeah. When I fall out with you. No. Oh, it's fine. God. You keep on living your, your life, people. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But he had lots of connections with NASA, though, didn't he? I don't Kubrick? really believe it's a conspiracy. He... NASA kept keep a blog, don't they, of all the things oh, that come true from it. I don't know cool. if it's everything from the film that had happened. Or it's was, the opposite to uh, Armageddon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Where they're trying to tell you, yeah, that that's Where not going to happen. Yeah. They, when you join NASA, there's a test, and there's about five hundred things wrong with Armageddon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's also the introduction. Obviously, this section is the introduction of Hal, which is, I would say, one of the greatest characters of cinema history. Just putting that out there. Um, mm. But um, definitely the greatest robot. I mean, come on, the greatest AI. How about that? Uh, one of the most iconic AIs. I wouldn't say it's the iconic, greatest. Yeah, yeah. It's not um, the greatest. What about Data? Data is one of the best. Come on. Okay. Yeah. Well, anyway, but the the Doctor. Uh, the Doctor. Well, he didn't have a film, did he? Though. No. Well, what are you talking about? The Doctor C- Voyager. Cinematic AI. Yeah, he's in uh, First Contact. Oh, he was in First Contact. Yeah, take it back. Yeah. yeah. Zing- Zinger. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, they, did you know they went through a few voices for Hal before they settled on uh, on on the one that they ended up with? Who is uh, I think it's what's his name, 
his name's Rain. He's a bit camp, isn't he? He's a bit camp. Uh, I like it. Douglas Rain. I like his voice. You know, he recorded... It's all right, but there's a camp undertone there. Yeah. When he recorded it, he, he, he was uh, in Canada. He, he was barefoot with his feet resting on a pillow to get a relaxed tone. That's how he recorded Hal's uh, voice. Lovely. Uh, but before Hal, <laughs> uh, Hal was originally called Athena, and it was a female voice, but they oh, yeah. threw that out. Then they had a guy who was uh, a guy called uh, Nigel Davenport, and he was his English accent was too distracting, Kubrick thought. So he got thrown out. Uh, and then the assistant director read the lines, but he was a cockney, so it was all like, better take a stress pill, Dave. Like, it was all just... <laughs> It's just like all the lines that oh, I'm sorry, I can't, I can't do no, that. No, you don't have to do that, Dave. I, I can't do aliens. that, Dave. Can't do that, Dave. I can't do that, Dave. I'm losing my mind, Dave. I'm losing my mind. Don't be a mag. Daisy, Daisy. Daisy. Yeah, so that didn't work. Uh, so, yeah, so then they had to, uh, yeah, they had to go. They went with what they did. But um, I think Hal's a great character. Um, but it's very. I found it very hard to watch this film without thinking that Hal was evil. But in a way, Kubrick invented this kind of evil AI concept, didn't he? I would say. The Hal 9000. Mm. Uh, um, Do you think there's yeah. films before this that had such a kind of evil... No, I don't. But I just I want to just take uh, umbrage with your issue in being a great character. He's not a character. He's a, he's a plot device and a, a red light. He's a character. Is it you don't think he's a character? You don't kind of Nothing, care about him? Uh, no, nothing gets explained or like nothing's going. It's just nothing engaging about what happens. Okay, I, don't I think know. you're you're reacting to the sense of how we interact with computers. In you know, there are intelligent computers and things that we use, and <laughs> we would never call them a character as such, like Alexa. Yeah, but in the sense of when this was made and what this is. And what it represents, it is a character. Yeah. But I mean, more in the sense of, like... He has a personality. Has he, though? Them character... And and also, it's kind of that old thing, that acting thing, where, you know, when there's a king on set, you don't act like a king. It's how the people around you act. Hmm. So Hmm. them people on that spaceship were reacting to him as a character. Hmm. And how we we would never think like that with this sort of thing now i think my issue is i just don't think the turn is earned when they mm. know when they get the thing that has gone wrong mm. yeah i don't get they go straight to like oh <laughs> better not let him hear us speak but well, no but that's because he controls absolutely everything yeah, yeah and he's they've never ever gone wrong before and it's obviously so okay plot wise if you're if you're catching up so the house is something wrong. They go out in space in an amazing sequence. It still looks great. They get this bit. But what's actually off. wrong? He says that the communications radar is broken. The communications yeah, satellite, yeah. and it isn't broken. Right, okay. They cannot find any reason. There's no problem with it at all. And when they contact Earth, Earth says, "Well, we've got a HAL nine thousand here, and our HAL nine thousand says there's no problems. So maybe your HAL nine thousand has gone wrong." And then HAL yeah. says. I haven't gone wrong. It's humans. Humans have mucked up. It's always humans. It's never me. And that is kind I, of I, when uh, they start going, mm, we're not sure about this. Yeah, now, now I realise the communications away. I can't take a point back. To be honest, I started to drift off by this point, so I wasn't really following it. Oh. But anyway, <laughs> carry on. <laughs> well, so, well, yeah, so plot-wise, this is when they kind of... So all that happens, and they do start... Frank um, and Dave do start getting a little bit worried 
about how, and they do this kind of very like, oh, we're just going to go off to this pod and, oh, join me over in the corner and sit in the pod. And this is where I have put in another part, which Hmm. Kubrick hasn't inserted, but I would say the moment when they're in the pod and you see see them talking and Hmm. when you suddenly see the close-up of how and you see that he's reading their lips, to me, Hmm. that's a kind of, that to me, there's another part after that and interestingly it's actually where uh, originally that is where the intermission is within the film yeah. mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. to me that is a section where it's very much there's a line there where Kubrick is saying before that you kind of thought everything was fine after that it's not fine mm. so that's where I've been kind of putting another part here didn't he cut half an hour as well after the first showing of it oh I don't yeah the premiere was longer than the yeah they, lo- the they cut half an hour so I wonder if that was was that that might have been you know around this area of the film. I mean, I think there are more. I'd read that there are more explanations like as 20 to twenty minutes. Yeah, as to why like twenty minutes. Yeah, I've read there's more explanations as to why what happens uh, with Hal and why he goes wrong and all of that. But I personally didn't think it needed it. I mean, I bought it completely. Yeah, but you didn't. Mm. Is that what you're saying, Sam? No, I think maybe I did. I, I don't know. I I, I say I, I don't know. Whatever, carry on. <laughs> it's the, the, the next bit's the real problem bit. I think the next bit has worn off, in my opinion, of this previous bit. Okay, so, we'll, so we'll continue. plot-wise, the next bit, Hal goes crazy, starts killing people. Um, and it's funny, because this is a U-rated film. Uh, in the cinemas, when it came back in, it's a U. Uh, there are five on-screen murders, uh, if you include a uh, person back in the dawn of time. Uh, and there's also the words hell thrice and uh, damn twice. There you go. So what we what are we teaching our babies these There's days? Hell and dam. Yeah, hell and dam. Um, what do you that, think of this that, bit? Is that bad though? Dam. Did they do, did they explain what happened you. to the, the the first team? Do they get does that ever get explained? Doesn't does it? What first um, team? You know the ones who got the beeping noise in their heads. No, the doctor on on the moon. No, it kind of just goes to the future. They never explain that. Mm. Yeah. yeah. But what did you, what what's your, what's your take on this on this bit? Because it tonally it quite shifts, doesn't it, Chris? It's now almost a horror film as how it kind of bumps people off. Do you buy it? Are you okay with that? Or do you think maybe it's a bit, doesn't really work or? No, I, I, I think it's a welcome change in, um, what it is. Mm. It is completely different to what we've had before. Mm. Um, I mean, it shoots up the pace, doesn't it? It suddenly gets quite quick. Mm. It gets quite, yeah. there's quick cutting. People are dying really quickly. It's not, mm. it's not a slow meandering film anymore. No. So it's funny that and you kind of lost focus here, Sam, because it's the most pacey bit. And I do this like is where everything... nothing happens. Sorry, go on, Chris. I do like everything on board the ship as well. I just think it works. I just think <clears> the um, although it's interesting when you say what happened to the people on the moon, where they're obviously did they die? I don't know. Well, but it's like, did they just send this small crew to this other one to Jupiter? Well, it's when the message that you see. So again, after how bites it plot wise, yeah. When how bites it, and I find that scene yeah. actually quite upsetting. Like it, it upsets me yeah. that bit. But hang on, before you get to this, can okay. I? Okay, you're skipping over. You're skipping over the real where it goes wrong yeah. for okay. me. Okay, yeah. tell me, Sam, where it so, goes wrong. <laughs> all through this bit, there's a lovely like, there's like a little whining noise when it's in space, isn't there? Mm. And did I watch this with you in Canada, Alex? Oh yeah, didn't we go and see it at the? Uh, yeah, floor? so I've got a lovely memory. Yeah, yeah. But it was very the heating had broken. It's very drafty, and I was like, <laughs> sit, I was sat under Lee's coat. Yeah. and basically slept through all of this. I remember it being really nice and like. Yeah, you really did good. sleep. Yeah. But yeah. I know why I slept through it now because this terrible. is the, from this point onwards nothing happens. Oh, it's bullshit. just so slow and so boring. Oh, I just and don't agree. It's all, all the shots are so just 
I've got it. I understand you've got this lovely spaceship, you've built it, you've put an AI in it, wonderful, fantastic. But nothing is going on. And then it just replaces nothing with nonsense at the end. But, this is the problem with this film. What do you it's mean? Just, but, what do you mean nothing? It's just like wanking over a, a panoramic shot. They're not. They die about two seconds. That guy floats off for ages and ages. That's boring. Like, as soon as he's gone, you know he's gone. Oh, it goes, goes, goes. And they just keep cutting back to the other guy. But it's just, n- under, it's just underlining, like, the... What it, it actually so means, yeah, so the kind of the horror of that's yeah. what you would that's what would yeah. actually happen if someone, yeah, yeah, you would try yeah, and get that, them but, back. But I, I know that in two minutes, they need fifteen minutes of it going on, and then when he kills the ones in the tanks, yeah, whatever, that doesn't take long anyway. <laughs> and then you just got that guy walking around really slowly, deactivating a computer for ages and ages and ages and ages. It's funny because so I, I don't find this bit slow. I think this is the quickest bit of the film. I think this bit like races races through, like. It's really odd that you find this bit the the slow bit. Yeah, this is the real. I mean, how long did it last? Do you know? No, I, no, I haven't got the timings of this bit, but because it feels like this is like four times the length of the first bit. But I guess better isn't is it? But it's like twenty minutes, isn't it? But yeah. I don't know. It I just loses. It completely loses me. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> well, sadly, yeah, sadly, <laughs> Sam is that Sam's opinion, but also sadly, how dies. <laughs> Um, in an amazing scene I love that scene I think it's brilliant and I like I say it upsets me I think it's kind of both horrific and kind of upsetting at the same time but from at, at that point I don't like that way of killing a computer and it just goes no? oh, oh, oh yeah like <laughs> okay, yeah. yeah come on how would you do it these days what would happen I mean this would have been the first attempt at that so I mean you can let them off yeah but like when I was what did I say oh, I robot like <laughs> Yeah, you know they do the same thing. It's like it's just a sound design as a as an idea. It's just like really crap, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's fair enough. It is yeah. very old fashioned. Yeah. Um, but it's at this point that Doctor Floyd returns with a pre recorded message uh, saying that the the in fact the entire mission has been to go to find this monolith. It wasn't to go to Jupiter. Uh, it was that the signal that was being sent from the monolith on the moon uh, was going out to this plate it out to the moon of Jupiter and that this mission was to go and find out what that was you know the what the intelligent life was um and that's I guess that's the answer to why me why how went mad because he's in possession of this knowledge but the other crew aren't in possession of this knowledge I don't know why um maybe that bit is a bit uh <laughs> that bit is a bit mysterious um but then we move to the final part part four for Kubrick part five for me uh, which is Jupiter and Beyond the Infinite. Um, and this is the bit most people have an issue with. Uh, so, Chris, as the positive energy, do you have an issue <laughs> with the end of this film, which is pretty trippy? No, no I like I like the symbolism. Yeah. I like the abstractness of it. Yeah, me too. What's the symbolism like... of the hotel suite? I don't. It's, it's familiar, like, isn't it? It's something half familiar, but An alien has taken not. his idea of what a room is. Yeah, yeah. In whatever abstract thing that might be. Yeah, yeah. It might have been somewhere he visited as a child. Yeah, it might have been something he'd seen on TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, it's the thing of how else this has been covered in Star Trek many times mm. as well. This this thing, this this idea of this. Yeah, of them using your own. Yeah. brain to in and also in Star Trek they'd explain it though but why does it need an explanation here so Sam doesn't, what's doesn't your, what, so what do you think of the of the end of this film do you just it, not like I, it? I agree it doesn't need an explanation at all I, I, and I've got no problem with that of it being abstract like that I just don't find it in any way entertaining or interesting 
Um, and it's, I just think it's slow for the point of being, for the sake of being slow. I don't think it needs to be as long as, I don't think you need to go down the star tunnel thing as long as you do. I don't think you need as long as him shuffling around the hotel suite. It just seems like you're just, you're just like wanking over his camera. So it feels like to me. Oh, just disagree. And like I get like how it didn't exist before, and so he's creating this, all this language sort of stuff, and I get that. Mm. But I'm not in 1968. Um, and really, like, like so fuck you, Kubrick. <laughs> no, no, not that. But like, you know, I can only watch it as a contempt as who I am, yeah. can't I? And my what has shaped me. And as, as I was watching it, I was thinking, I, you know, I like the slowness. And I think what it is for me. Alien is this film done right because Alien's mm. a slow procedural film mm. with lots of like slow space stuff, but only with a with a plot in there, a proper plot that builds to something good. But Alien so, is a is a monster movie, right? Yeah, it's much more than a monster movie. It's like it's much more than that, and and it, and it also it, a lot of the, what, what it is is built off two thousand one. So I get that, yeah, what, and mm. that's what I like in here is the genesis of that, the slow movie, the monolith in, in space, and the procedural mm. stuff. Mm. But I think. Just for my taste, isn't it? Like, yeah. I think Alien does for me what what this does for a lot of other people. Mm. I, I don't want that wanky nonsense at the end. If I want abstract bullshit, I'll go and watch The Fountain or something. I'll go and watch something. But I just don't. I just don't agree that it is that abstract. I just think it's. I'm, I'm with Chris. Like what? Like that's just kind of what you. What else are you going to show at that point? Like you know, if we think of Mission to Mars, which basically rips this off abysmally, <laughs> and a lot of other films. How else do you show that? journey into something ununderstandable. No, I don't, I, don't, like... I don't necessarily think you can't. That's, and I, that's why I say I've got no problem with it per se, other than I find it boring. I think it goes on too long. That's my problem. I, I, I agree with you. Like it, is, it works as an ending, I suppose, mm. and Star Child is pretty ridiculous. But, yeah. I, you know, but I just, I, just, I just think it is genuinely like an hour too long. I think your thing is just a pacing issue, I think. Yeah. You like the content, but if it was just like twice as quick I think yeah totally like well, well but yeah but also yeah and perhaps a little bit more I don't know I think it's yeah it, yeah the pacing's the main thing and the aesthetics of the ending just I don't like it, it looks rubbish but yeah what do you mean just, it looks rubbish well just how like the, the journey or the room or you just don't think it... the makeup on his face is terrible I don't like the design of the room I don't like the I don't like the shots of that room him like shuffling about looking at himself and stuff I just don't enjoy it but I, but I do think though just because it has slowed down such a crawl I'm not. I'm just not on board. Like I'm just so turned off by this point. Yeah. It's just not to my taste, is it? That's all it is. No, just taste. I guess. Are we to believe that he's been there for the rest of his life in that room? I think so. It yeah. feels That's like, it, yeah, it. yeah. I think you are supposed to believe yeah. that. Yeah. Or that his mm. life has been, or that the movement of those shots, which are are quite quick, really, are that is his life. His life happens in those four moments where he sees himself, as it were, uh, and then. See, I think is there. I think he's kept alive. In the room for the rest of his life. Well, in, it's kind of depressing. That, the painting in, tw- in 2010 isn't he like a? Isn't he like in the Star Child floating around Earth? Something. In yeah. 2010. I can't remember. Yeah. 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 So he gets off, doesn't he? Goes away from there. Yeah. So yes, plot wise, if anyone's still bothering, uh, he Dave ends up goes through the Stargate, goes into the monolith, a giant, huge monolith, and yeah, ends up in this room um, and ages, and then in the end, he sees the monolith again. And uh, reaching out to it, he's transformed into this giant kind of baby embryo in space that sees all and experiences all. And in the final shot, looks directly at us saying, yeah, who are you? I don't know. I don't know what he's saying. He's saying maybe he's saying something like that. Um, but, um, <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I, I think it's all brilliant. And I think that ending is brilliant. And I think it totally worked for me. I think when I was younger, I thought it was a bit pretentious. 
Um, but I didn't think it was pretentious this time because I just thought, but I've seen so many films that have tried to do this and mm. thought that they could do it better and they did it worse. You know, I just don't think that... I, I think that even even though now we could have an alien that looks brilliant, it still probably wouldn't be as good as the monolith as a representation of alien beings. Even though we could have a, a, a time travel or a space travel thing that looks better, I don't Why think do you it think would that is? be. Do you think that... Because it's about what we can imagine. Or... It's what we can imagine. Mm. I don't think our brains just because. I think it's a. It's about like the interpretation of like. Well, yeah, I don't know. I don't know why, but I don't think. Because it's like because I thought it's because of the, the restraints of the technology at the time, but really there's nothing there that. He doesn't seem restrained by technology at all, does he? Like what they no. wanted to show, they show, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. Which is good. Yeah. Yeah. He mm. went all out. I mean, it was. He's a methodical filmmaker, and him and Arthur C. Clarke worked so well together and they did tons of research like you know like one of, I mean like one of the I read that one of the critics at the time was like oh the acting's terrible the way the astronauts talk is so clipped and like you know they've got no emotion and in fact that's because that's exactly how an astronaut would talk because that's who they are they're military mm. people and they wouldn't they wouldn't be all this like oh my god the machine's gone mad and in fact it's just immensely accurate um, yeah there wouldn't be military people then though would they because but I guess he was looking ahead to what I guess it was speculating weren't they they were no, I mean, if if there's big space stations around the world, it would be a normal thing, wouldn't it? But if you're going on a deep space, you're piloting a ship into a deep space oh, thing. Okay, I, yeah. I mean, like Frank and um, yeah, uh, yeah. Dave are, you know. But um, yeah. Can I make a quick point about drugs? Go for it. Uh, so... Um, oh, bad? Well, no, a lot of a lot of like hippies like 2001, because it's a bit trippy, isn't it? Yeah. And, you know, people on acid in the 60s loved it. John Lennon watched it every week, all that sort of stuff. But um, Kubrick and R.C. Clarke were like massive squares and didn't do any drugs. And uh, and that's why I think it works on this level because Scanner Darkly, right? Uh, that's a yeah. trippy film made by someone who's taking drugs. Yes. You need someone square to make the trip, don't you? Yeah. I think that's an important lesson that, that cinema could learn from 2001 is that like, do your research, build something well... Mm. And, it, and then go and let it be trippy, but don't take the drugs first. Yeah. You know, so that's... that's take the say. drugs after, is what you're saying. Yeah, that's my platform. Wait till you finish it, then get loaded <laughs> yeah. up. Yeah. That's how yeah. Sam makes all his music. Make, yeah. <laughs> make your masterpiece, then take the drugs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. How influenced were you, Chris, personally, by 2001? Uh, very. Yeah. How much of yeah. 2001 is kind of reflected in Somnus, your masterpiece. The whole thing. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's still available on iTunes. Yeah. I say, yeah, people like people like 2001, they should get out there and uh, yeah, buy yeah. Apollo and buy Somnus. There you go, two, two yeah, big yeah. plugs on this episode. Yeah. Um, so, it's, I mean, it's influenced everyone, but if it's influenced you personally in a lot of ways. Yeah, I mean, I just... I, I I was when I was young it was always there I never really because I thought it was a little bit pretentious when I was mm. young like you and, yeah um, it just sort of settled mm. with me I think and um, you know the I like the music and the and the technicalities of it all is very good as well um, yeah I kind of like how it's not um, showy and mm. Hollywoody acting wise yeah no you I know, agree it's not um, I'm just trying to think what would be. It's not a performance. Yeah, it's not about the performance. No one took a role in that to be like, oh look, I can showcase yeah, my. It's not, yeah, you know, 
it really the cast could be anyone. I mean, it's not. It's not absolutely. Yeah, no, yeah. this that's, to that's the, kind of interesting, yeah. though, isn't it? Yeah. Like, and I think actually the the guy is. I think Dave is really good. I think he's a his uh, his performance is uh, Kia Dulia. I think his performance is good. I think there's a lot more going on in his face than you first if you watch it a mm. number of times. You can kind of see the fear and stuff in his face without him going over the top with it, really. Absolutely, yeah. And a lot of people forget that all those monkeys at the beginning, they're all amazing kind of actors on the kind of Andy Circus, you know. You know that one that gets attacked by the tiger or whatever it is? Oh, yeah. How did they do What's that? What's going on there? Well, how, how did they do yeah, that? How did they do that? It just looks like it happens, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, no, I couldn't work that out. <laughs> I think Kubrick <laughs> just, just let a leopard man. in. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they were all blokes. He got all the shots he needed, and then just released the leopard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, final day, everyone. Okay, got on, the, on, the, on the walkie-talkies. Yeah, all right. <laughs> release the leopard. Yeah. So stand yeah. back, crew. <laughs> the rap party's at three, but we just need to get one keep more rolling, shot keep done. Keep rolling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just stand over there, Terry. No, it's fine. Yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> Well, any final thoughts from anyone on 2001? Sam, any final thoughts? Shit. Okay, right. So, <laughs> so I'm going to get... It's not shit. It's not shit. And like, I don't hate it as much as it's been made out hate it. And I did like the start. But I still think it's deeply flawed and very, very, very boring. So did, so did you like it more this time than the time Sam before? likes more like really, the no. uh, Guard of the Galaxy. Sass no, I don't know. I don't like kind of thing. No, Smash I don't. Smash blowing shit up. Yeah. No, I hate that as well. What I like is the, is the 1980s. That's what I like. Yeah. Where they had a perfect middle ground. They had Blade Runner, they had Alien, yeah. that's it, and Star Trek. Maybe Ready Player um, One is more your ton of taste. I don't know. <laughs> Fuck <up. laughs> Burn! <laughs> no, I did. I still like the original bit. And also, when I started watching it again, I remember thinking, oh, yeah, this is really good, this first bit. And I remember all that really well, and I do like it. And if it stopped when they got to the Howl bit, I'd be fine. Okay. Well, I'm going to go first in ranking it, and I say that it's number one. No. Yes. So that's my opinion. Chris, we'll go to Chris second. <laughs> <laughs> what would you say, Chris? It's not as good as AI. Ooh. And it's from the same sort of mind. Oof. And um, I would put it down to probably around about 16. Brilliant. Oh, no <laughs> way. What a fucking twist! So this is the kind. Of, this is the kind of twist movie. that 2001 needed. This is below <laughs> Predator Two, and I love Predator Two. No, no, below Fifth Element. <laughs> <sighs> no, but that's still below Predator Two. You realise, and it's yes, below know, below Fifth Element. It needs to go. And it's below Fifth, fifth Element. element. Fifth, fifth Element actually covers the same sort of <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> Covers the same sort of ground. Are you fucking kidding me? Covers the same sort of ground. This is, this is like... That is... Um, this the ones next... Of the, all okay. the people, I thought Sam would call this crap. This is like... Um, what's that film? This is like Jigsaw pulling, pulling the cloak off you know what? at the end of Saw. This I was on your side until... I was on your side until I saw you eat ketchup the other day. And then... You can't bring that into it. Don't don't keep your beef away from it. Don't yeah. uh, don't keep my personal ketchup. Uh, don't don't uh, tar uh, Kubrick and uh, obviously Clark with my ketchup. Well, I guess so. What, what's that? I would I would I would take around the the low teens though if if it came to a what's it? I can't fuck. Um, I was so going to say twenty four. Oh, you fucking you. you. <laughs> 
One, one below Westworld. I can't Westworld. believe you put it at one, though. It's not a one. It is one, because none of those other effing films would exist without this film. Oh, apart from... Mode. So what? Say that that about so every one, one of these shot... Joker-ass films rips this off. Yeah, but you could but say that about the first guy who got a camera and no, shot a No, because this also, this also, it's an amazing feat of technology. <laughs> it's an amazing... It's a great story. I don't care. No, it is important. It invents yeah. not only the uh, crazy AI genre, but it also invents invented the kind of alien engineers Prometheus bullshit genre it's a fucking work of art shots in this just are pieces of art I mean if you want to put that out there so the film that influenced the film that you made is lower than Donnie Darko uh, it's lower than Starship I can afford to do like Jurassic Park I can afford to do Robocop (laughs) this podcast you should have seen my low budget version of Robocop it wasn't good Well, I mean, I don't, I don't know what to say right now. I'm going to say this has been the most fun five minutes I've ever had in this podcast. Fucking hell. The like, heel turn that Chris has done. It's just brilliant. I love it. Um, no, I, I said I enjoy. You know, why, why can't I enjoy 16? something? But just think these films are better than it. I completely agree. Better than go- so it's worse than Ghost in the Shell. It's worse than the animated film Ghost well, in the Shell. Ghost a the film which you no- said. Not really for that. Well, yeah, but. For me there. But you're saying it's not as good as it. It doesn't matter. It's an anomaly. It's on the list, Chris. Okay, Chris. Right, do you I'm think just going to have. Do you think uh, Terminator Two is a better film than Two Thousand One? I'd watch it before Two Thousand One again. Yeah. <laughs> See, Twenty Four works really, doesn't it? The same. Um, <laughs> no, I think it should be. I think it should be around the thirteen area. <sighs> right. So what we've got? We've got a one, a sixteen, and a twenty-four. He said the mm. thirteen area. Come on. <laughs> All right. Okay. Thirteen area. Ugh, well, yeah. Because Invasion of the Body Snatchers... Uh, yeah, fun. I mean, I reckon, yeah, that's a good area for it, I think. <sighs> it's important. It's a great film, don't get me wrong. Mm. But it's kind of like it's the blueprint of what these films are, which doesn't make it after everything in people invented and came up with in the in the decade afterwards doesn't make it better. But I still think it looks better than a lot of the films on this list. I think it looks better than Fifth Element, effects-wise. I think they look better. But it's, that is not the be-all and end-all, though, is it? Yeah, but you just said it. If, it's, if you compare another element of this film, I'd say the effects are no, I'm better. Thinking, than I'm saying how people took the ball of this space sort of genre and ran with it. I don't think many people did it better, though, personally. I don't think there's a film about this subject that's better. There's a lot that are worse, but there isn't one that's better, I don't think. What do you reckon to Moon? Uh, I don't mind Moon, but I think it gets a bit up its own arse towards the end. And I don't think... It's not in the way that this does. I think it gets a bit... <laughs> in a whole completely different in way. In a different way, it gets up its own arse, yeah. <laughs> different arse. Yeah. Different decade, different arse. Um, Alex, yeah. we are, I'm sure before we've made the argument, though, that we shouldn't count films on their importance no, no. it's more right. like what, we're, what, what we're watching fine it's a factor no it's a factor well, take, it, but even yeah, taking but that away I just still think that's that that's what I'm going to say that's what I'm going to say if you took that away what, what, what do you think visually I think it's spectacular I think visually it's one of the best films on this list but then I think mm. Tron visually is spectacular and we got, I got canned for that as well I think <laughs> the story's very like st- base it's, it's great story but it's very base we don't, we don't feel emotion in this film because everyone talks like a robot correct <sighs> I don't agree with there's, that. There's though. no story. There is a story. Do you mean there's no story? How re- no, there is a story. And it's a an story. epic story, but because it's so big, it's kind of too big, and they've haven't had. There's no human side to it. No, there's. But it's a, that you're like, telling you're a like story you get in beyond Solaris the human. Or, 
you know. But also, this the dialogue between the characters isn't like particularly good, is it? But that doesn't no, that's matter. That's what I mean. There's though. just no. There's well, just no, matter. like, human patter in it. Oh, so you want some sass. So Guardians of the sass. Galaxy should be number one. You two are a fucking no, joke. Is this it? Oh, this is just like... You're turning on everything. Uh, I can't believe this. I can't believe this. Why do you have to make everything, like, so uh, uh, it- absolute? I didn't say I wanted sass. I just said I want, like... I want a human emotion scene in there. I want where someone has lost someone or wants someone or, you know, it's just none of that. I'm not so into the emotion, but I think that in its absence, there seems to be something I'd love else. some uh, 80s kids in there as well, because yeah. I know Sam loves them. Yeah. Fuck that. <laughs> That's the one we thing about this. That hadn't been invented yet. No kids. <laughs> no kids. Well, there's one kid, isn't there? Hey, guys, got to get me a bush, baby. Yeah. Whatever she says. Well... I mean, uh, where is well, no, it going then? I mean, I don't give a Below shit them. now. We'll have to try and the find fuck. a place. 11. Put it wherever you want, because when it's my yeah, birthday, no, we're doing it again, because I don't give a don't shit. We'll just be doing this again, because you're fucking... Forever. This is ridiculous. I don't care where it goes now. Because <laughs> if it's not top five, it's a joke. This is just a joke to me. So put it where you fucking like. Well, shove it at the bottom of the list, because it's going back on again. You're going to watch this again in a re-ranking. I do not give a shit. It's my car. Alex. You've made me so angry right now. Is he okay? I Alex. can't believe it. <laughs> I was about to say to you, right? Yeah. Right. This is only do a compromise. I was gonna say, right? That like you know it can at least, I don't know if we're gonna be able to record the next one. I'm so fucking angry. Like <laughs> you can tell that like I'm so angry right now. It's just this is just bullshit as far as I'm concerned. Listen <sighs> What I was gonna say to you was, right? Because obviously 24, you accept that. That like, I can go higher, but I don't think it can go higher than Star Trek 2, which is number five. Because, come on, Star Trek 2. Yeah. That is, that took this and went, Can! Exactly. So, over the top so of considering it. that your passion for it will weight yeah. it all the way from 24 and 16 up to number six. What do you think about number six? Uh, six is, six is good. I'd take six. Six is fine. Six will do, I guess. I'm happy with six. Starship yep. Troopers, I'd watch a million times more than this fucking thing, though. <sighs> no, seriously, if you guys want to put it, uh, uh, you know, yeah, I'm angry. But if you no, want to put I, it no, where I, you want to put it, it's a demo, it's a it's a democratic thing because I've said one, you've said twenty four, Chris said thirteen, so that's where it should be. I'm fine with that. Like, no, because previously we have taken into account if someone's very passionate about a film, hmm. then that does count. That weighs in, doesn't it? Definitely, it does. Because this is not a this is not a scientific system. No, definitely not. <laughs> you know, I, I was very dispassionate about uh, that awful film, that guy playing the guitar on it, and that's why I ended up so low. So you know, you can be passionate about this and number six. Okay. What was, well, that, what was that film you. called? I can't remember. I just no, see him red anyway. now. That's all I can see. Oh no! <laughs> can you, I can't. I can't believe I've had this effect. <laughs> It was such a good twist. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to remember this, Chris. I'm going to remember this. Oh, no. Alex this remembers is, uh, that. Oh, I'll no. remember this. This is, this is uh, where we end up with Star Trek Five at one. Yeah. <laughs> no, it just means that every, we'll be watching 2001 every year until it gets to no, the well, No, no, I'm fine with six. If it had been any, if it had been where you were saying, I, yeah, I wouldn't have been happy, but yeah. A six six is, is decent. That's great. I'm happy with that. Whew. Are you able to host us out of the show or are you too well, happy for that? <laughs> I'll just for for you know for Arthur C. Clarke and Stanley Kubrick. I think he Kubrick said we could stick this up our asses. And, I think uh, he did. And for, <laughs> and for 
And for <laughs> and for Matt Fitch, who picked this film, yes. Well, uh, this has been a controversial episode, at least. It's what the listeners like. <laughs> Uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And oh, not since Ghosts in the Shell have there been so many raised voices. I don't no, think. no. Uh, I guess now we need to cut to our much more calm and happy uh, past selves <laughs> to introduce what next week's film is going to be. I guess. Yes. Take it away, past, future, Go Sam. Past Hello, Chris from the past. Tell Hello. us about next week's film. Hey. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, next week we're going to be. Um, analysing the classic film by Steven Spielberg, Jurassic Park. Wow, um, released one. in 2000... Oh, sorry, one, <laughs> well, 1993. <laughs> yeah. Um, before we go any further, uh, mm. worth noting, this is the final of the films from the first week that yeah. we're really watching, mm. isn't it? Yeah. And and probably the most controversial, because I really, yeah, we really knocked this one out quick this. early on to get us going, yeah. but yeah. this needs got, got, a proper anal- analysis. Definitely. So, so, Chris, let us know what this film's about. So, it's often been described as the perfect premise. <laughs> Scientist brings back dinosaurs on an island. Dinosaurs escape. Sounds a bit like Westworld. <laughs> It is a little bit like that. <laughs> but with yeah. cow- dinosaurs so, instead of cowboys. Um, yeah, anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah sat, it's set in an island. It's a theme park. Uh, and it all goes wrong. I don't really need to say anything other than that, really, do I? You don't. I no, mean, everyone's really seen it anyway, haven't they? Mm. Um, the trailer I found uh, is allegedly the very first trailer release for this film. So Ooh, There's shots in this which aren't in the movie. Ooh. Oh, there go. Let's, let's have a little watch. Since the beginning of time... Man has searched the earth for evidence of its past. But while some have looked for clues to the mystery, one man has found the way to bring the mystery back to life. I own an island off the coast of Costa Rica. And I spent the last five years setting up a kind of biological preserve here on this private island. Science has defied evolution. Where do you get a hundred million year old dinosaur blood? Genetics has mastered. Well, this is big, big trailer as well. God, this has got loads in it. No dinosaurs, though. No. <laughs> Everything there's, there's they've there's done CG with the puppets. Dinosaurs. There's loads. All the animatronics are there, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It is a lot more showy, though, than I remember. Yeah. That's funny. I don't, yeah. That's a, I don't yeah. remember the trailers being that. I thought it was a bit more cryptic, but obviously not. I remember just like the. They're like the boom and the you know that noise from the start of the film. Mm. Yeah, maybe I once I thought that. it was the bit when they first see the what's it? It's the you know the very first dinosaur bit. I thought that was just a trailer and it was much shorter and you so you just went oh wow look at those dinosaurs but it didn't really show any more. They did some mm. more minimal like teasers I think teaser mm. trailers. Um, yeah, but yeah, they probably um, hadn't for... finished the CG dinosaurs at this point. And a lot of the yeah. ADR lines are different as well, aren't they? Like the yeah, oh, yeah the definitely. Deliveries yeah. are slightly different. Yeah. And the theme's missing. Mm. Um, it's Jurassic Park is released on 4K on the 21st of May. Ooh. Uh, so this is a perfect excuse for me to waste money buying that. When's, it in 4K. when's Jurassic World? I imagine it's the week after, isn't it? Which is probably why it's coming out. So how do you watch it on 4K? Do you download it or something? What do you? How? No, I've got a 4K. Well, my Xbox plays 4K. Bios. Yeah. No, Blu-rays. They're like Blu-rays. 4K Blu-rays. The Blu-rays 4K. I mean, to, to download them, no, they're, they're different sorts of Blu-rays. Oh, okay. Like, they're called 4K Blu-rays. 
Because I think the downloading the file will be massive. Although Netflix is 4K, and that streams all right. I don't mm. know. Uh, 7th of June, Fallen uh, Kingdom comes out, uh, which looks tre- terrible. Yes. Um, yeah, really looking forward to that. Mm. I haven't seen it, it in a long time. Oh, um, you're in for a treat. Yeah, fantastic. So you're join us next week for that. Uh, now back to Future Us. Bye. Bye. So that's our show. Do you need me to say where we are? Well, if you don't mind. Okay. Is this, yeah. Sorry. You do this to me, and then you make me do the admin. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, if you'd like, if you'd like more horrific arguments about films, uh, to listen to more, uh, you can email us, and you could suggest a film that we would have a horrible argument about. Uh, you can or comment on the, or, or comment on two thousand and one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, at sciencefictionratingsystem at gmail.com uh, the website sciencefictionratingsystem.com we're on twitter at SF Rating System, instagram at sciencefictionratingsystem and facebook at SF Rating System. although no one follows us on facebook I try I really I try we, but yeah. it's, it's pretty dead <laughs> facebook budding uh, filmmakers out there we're going to do a film festival aren't we well it's been talked oh, about yeah 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 yeah, yeah. The, pa- the page is up actually need to show you oh I it, didn't I haven't seen not, this not, not, not to the public oh um, exciting yeah. okay, cool. on, on the back end yeah. very exciting well if anyone fancies doing a little short film competition that we're going to run over the next uh, two or three months probably yeah um, yeah coming soon keep your eyes peeled we'll tell you all about it on the next episode but probably the episode after next <laughs> no it'll be after next in fact it'll be I've got to think about what we've recorded it'll be th- Three episodes from now, you'll hear about it. Will it be the episode, episodes from now. the one that yeah. Chris is hosting? Yeah. Will it be that one? Then? I'm just planting the seed. Good. Okay, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Get creating now. Yeah. So that's it. Well, thank you for joining Brilliant. us. Thank you, Chris. Thanks for hosting, Alex. Okay. Good job hosting. Thank you. Thanks for the entertainment. Please come back next week. Yeah. Great. <laughs> Please come back. <laughs> we'll see you all soon. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye.